Hey, ho, hey. What's up, Padawans? We're coming to you live. And we're coming to you live from the little place called Jabba's Hut. Oh, yeah. This is our first podcast. This is our inaugural podcast. Welcome to Jabba's Hut. I'm Conrad. We've got four distinguished members of our Jabba's Hut panel. Uh, you what? Some might call it a Jedi Council. I'm Conrad. Let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Ayla. Spencer. Happen to have a high midichlorian count. No big deal. <laughs> I'm Nikki. Thank you, Han. You just interrupted me. I was introducing myself. <laughs> My name is Nikki. Sometimes we do sound bites. Really keeps it fresh. Sometimes so, we toot, and it's not so fresh. Toot. Nikki still uses the word toot to describe a fart. But I stopped using the word toot when I was like nine. But but really though, what's the But that correct, does give you an example of some of the more mature the things that we cover on our podcast. We do sometimes talk about farts, but mainly we talk about Star Wars and... The, the really the reason why we decided to start the the podcast is the Force Awakens. It blew our minds. The farts awakens. So awesome. The farts awakens. Oh man. So let's talk about J.J. Uh, Abrams' masterpiece. I'm going to go on record right now saying it is the best, the best Star Wars movie that has ever been made. Sorry, George. We appreciate what you what you did, but uh, ain't got nothing on the Force Awakens, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mad props to George Lucas. His movies were awesome for their time, and those first three ones were, were radical. Um, the last three he made were... Ugh, they're okay. I kind of feel like with the prequel trilogy, George was kind of like a kid in a candy store with the CGI. He was like, you know what? I'm going to do everything that I possibly could try and do with computers... And create as many weird characters as I can. But it got a little too political for me. Um, so let's talk about why we liked The Force Awakens. What blew our minds? Why are we saying it's the best ever? Well, one thing about it is that uh, it definitely did not have Jar Jar Binks. So, that, <laughs> so, that so automatically, it's Some immediate. Like it's, Jar Jar. it's immediate. Okay, Ayla's a little taking. Think he's a Sith Lord. Ayla actually has a, has a great affinity for she loves Jar Jar. So, so if you if you happen to be a Jar Jar fan, Misa thinks a, he's a stinker. <laughs> Nikki goes yeah, down. Yeah, he took out all of the clone or the droid army, like well, by that himself. That smells stinker with. <laughs> Jar Jar says, "Well, that smells stinker with." So I just, it, for me, it's hard. We're off on a tangent, but that's kind of what this podcast is about. We do tangents. It's what we do. But uh, anytime you have a character that actually, doesn't he make a fart noise in, doesn't he, doesn't he fart in one of the prequel movies? I think, <laughs> not being serious, he does. He does. He, he actually does. George Lucas, what were you doing, buddy? 
And to be honest, before we jump into some of the more epic plot points... He was doing it Gangnam, Gangnam uh, style. Gangnam style. Uh, before, <laughs> well, Gangnam style. Before we jump into The Force Awakens, <laughs> I just want to make a... A statement on the current, just some of the current affairs about what George Lucas has been saying about the, the new movie, and I think I think he's out of line. I think he's out of order. I think that he comes off as a bitter old guy that wishes that he wouldn't have sold his franchise, and he needs to sit back and just accept it. Just enjoy being a billionaire. That would be <laughs> awesome. Like he made it. He made four bill. Just chill. Chill with your four bill. Okay. <laughs> so today we're going to cover four topics. Uh, we've we've already covered one, which is our general impressions of the Force Awakens. Um, uh, we're going to cover. We're talking about Snoke. We're going to talk about Kylo Ren, and we're going to finish the podcast out by talking about our different theories on the origin of the most compelling new com- uh, character. I think in in the story, which is Ray. So let's talk about Snoke. What did you guys think about Snoke? He was hot. <laughs> Ayla was physically attracted to uh, the supreme leader. She's, she's always been into the bad boys. She's, 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 <laughs> I have a thing for large but <laughs> She has a thing for 25 foot tall holograms. It's kind of a weird fetish. Uh, but hey, who am I to judge? I yeah, mean, everyone's got. We all have our little hangups and. So what? But what do you guys think about Snoke? Good, a good villain, compelling. Uh, what was interesting about him? Yeah, I mean, thanks, <laughs> Jar Jar. Okay, Jar Jar needs to go. Needs to say go bye bye, Jar Jar. <laughs> he he was an awesome villain. Um, I don't know. He was like. Okay. Wow. Well, this has really gotten out of Yeah, anyway, Snoke, I mean, he's no Emperor. He's no Palpatine. Because um, he's like a CGI different guy. So, um, I don't know. I really liked him, though. I think it's a cool concept. I think it can go a lot of um, interesting ways here. And I hope that it's going to tie it all together. And, I think we're going to talk about that now, actually, about so, who is Snoke. Who you're is right, this Snoke? Right. So right now, there's two camps. There's one camp that says that he is none other than Dark Pla- Darth, Darth Plagueis. <laughs> the Dark Plagueis. Nikki, do you want to tell us about Dark Darth Plagueis? Um, yeah, I think uh, Darth Plagueis was uh, Senator Palpatine, who's actually Darth Sidious. <laughs> Sorry to correct you, I sorry. think it's actually his message. I was about to say that. I just didn't get there. Oh, sorry. Sorry, thanks for jumping down my throat. <laughs> like I said in my introduction, oh wait, you interrupted what me with your the... soundboard. Um, and... This got so weird, <laughs> so, I don't know why. When I explain things, just wait till I'm done to correct me. Okay. So then... So, what was I saying? The Who? Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis. Okay. So, Darth Sidious, a.k.a. Senator Palpatine, um, had a mentor of sorts, I guess, whom he's describing to Anakin. 
and he's talking about his his mentor Darth Plagueis, who apparently could has had figured out how to defeat death and have power over death, right? That's how he seduced Anakin. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what? <laughs> That's how he seduced Anakin to the dark side. Yeah. Oh, so basically, so some people think maybe this is, maybe Snoke is Plagueis, um, because, you know, Palpatine or Darth Sidious says that he actually killed him, but we don't know if he really did or not. He's the only uh, person we know that knows how to cheat death, I guess. So some people think that could be I him. Think it's so so think do, it's you, do you find yourself in that camp? Are you some of those some people? Do you subscribe to that theory? You know, it makes sense, mostly for obvious reasons, which maybe means that it won't be. But if what's you, so obvious? Um, well, one obvious thing is the music that is playing during um, the scenes when Snoke creepy, is talking. creepy music. Creepy Seriously. music haunts my dreams. Same music that is playing when Darth Sidious is speaking to Anakin about Darth Plagueis. Let's listen in. Let's I actually have those tracks queued up. This is Palpatine's teachings. Of course from the brilliant John Williams. This is from episode 3. Bone chilling. Kind of gives you the heebie-jeebies right there. George, no doubt about that. So that, so that, what Nikki's referring to is that this music comes on right when Palpatine is starts to explain the story about uh, Darth, Plagueis. Darth Plagueis, and then we've got this track, which is titled "Snoke" from *The Force Awakens*, again from the same composer, of course, John Williams. I mean, that's pretty interesting. Music that's is eerily important. Similar. Each that's... character has a theme throughout the movies, and yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that no. their songs are the same. Although so... earlier Conrad was not so convinced, but we he said it was not. But then he listened to it again and agreed with us because we're always right, and I, he's usually wrong. I now agree that the songs sound. Very, very similar, but I actually, as of this moment... You can't say that I that's still, not a coincidence? Oh, no, no. I'm just saying I still don't think that that alone Plagueis. necessarily proves that he is Plagueis. I think that... So, the so and, and, here, and I'll explain, I'll explain, explain why. I think that Disney has an interesting task because they're basically bringing Star Wars even more to the masses... They're bringing Star Wars to a whole new group of people that... I mean, I talked to people that went to this movie that have never even seen the, the other Star Wars movies. So I think they for, for more of a casual Snoke viewer... Is. They'll explain who I don't Snoke think that later. maybe J.J. has enough time. It's more for the hardcore fans that know that. And anybody, everybody just knows that. But anybody that doesn't know it isn't going to care. Like... All the people I know in my family that would care about that and know that are going to see it again. 
Like, my dad is the only person that said, that was a cool movie. It was just like all the other ones, and I won't see it again. And that doesn't matter. He'll see number eight, and he won't care who Snoke is. Like, he won't even know any of the details. So I think that, I don't think that's a good enough reason to say. I'm just saying, all I'm saying is in episode eight. Because people won't know who Darth Plagueis is. They're not going to make that. Ryan Johnson, I don't know how you say his name, Ryan Johnson. He has a lot of questions to answer in, a, in about two hours. A lot of less playing and so if, he, so if he has so much, he only has two hours, roughly, and he's got to explain what, what are Ray's origins, what's Kylo's deal, how did he get seduced to the dark side, what the frig happened and at then, Luke's Jedi Academy. What happened at Luke's, uh, Luke's Jedi sure. Academy, and then... On top of that, if you have to go back if to delve into this whole Plagueis character, I just think there's a lot. Not saying you can't do it, but there is, that is some very compelling... It will take uh, two seconds to show it's Plagueis. Real quick, though, beyond yeah. just the musical similarities in yeah. these two scenes, um, you're going to notice on uh, that beautiful face of Snokes that he's got some... He's got some blemishes. Yeah. I mean... He is not a handsome man. No. I, I might say that. No. He's not very easy on the eyes. I mean... Speak for yourself. Oh, yeah. Ayla went on record as saying she thinks he's a looker. And some of us are attracted to Wookiees, so... <laughs> I don't know. Chewies? Hey, also, funny moment. What Maz, Maz may be into Chewy. Did you guys kind of yeah. enjoy that little... Yeah, she is. She said, where's my boyfriend? I like that Wookiee. Right. Wasn't sure if she was just kind of a quirky sense of humor or if she was no, literally was wants real. to make out with Chewie. No, that was I don't think funny. that's literal. That was just funny. No. I think she was just kind of being she funny. She likes the Wookiee. I don't think they're going to date in episode eight. I'm just going to say that. I don't I mean, think If they that... don't date in episode eight, I will be pissed. <laughs> that will ruin this entire franchise. I'm already drawing <laughs> fan art of their wedding. I would watch that show like a, a Bachelor Star Wars, you know? <laughs> yes. Like... Moz goes on a date. She's like in the hot tub with like Chewy and <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. Hot tub scene. Jar Jar Binks is like spilling drinks everywhere. You know what? Let's and not rule it out like because cool. there's you may have some bo- uh, kind of bonus fe- special features. If that comes out on Blu-ray, they may have some of that in there. So That Chris guy comes out with a rose or whatever. Is that Chris Harrison. It wouldn't be a rose. It'd be like a saber. Yeah. <laughs> so actually speaking of Moz, one of the more interesting new characters from The Force Awakens... Did you guys kind of find it odd that we never? I mean, we assume she's going to live on to to episode eight, but we didn't. We didn't ever see how she escaped. I mean, her whole compound was basically just going under. And the last thing that we saw from her, right, was her giving the lightsaber to Finn. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the last we saw? Yeah, in and saying to go get BBA. Yeah, but I don't think that right. even matters. Like her part is over. I personally, I, I, I mean, I think she's going to be back somehow. I, I don't think we've seen. Horse. I don't think we've seen the last of Mons. I don't think so either. Yeah, I'm just saying, I don't think it really matters. Though. Uh, when we got off on this tangent, though, what the point I was trying to make though is that you'll see some blemishes on his face. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying he needs to use proactive anything like that, but what I am <laughs> uh, saying, yes, they haven't heard it yet. <laughs> what I am saying is that uh, Palpatine talks about how he supposedly. Um, takes down old Darth Plagueis, um, maybe hits him right in the face with a lightsaber or something like that. And in, in some of the other literature, it talks about how he's missing 
his jaw, maybe in the Clone Wars or something like that. And you'll notice that there's something weird going on with his jaw. So yeah. Anyway, that's uh, true. Let's let's move beyond Snoke though. Should sure. We, should we move on to the next? Well, phase? Let's talk about Kylo. What did you guys think of Kylo Ren, he the new also villain? Hot. The new villain, the new emo boy turned evil. What do we think he about is Kylo? Pretty cool. He's definitely a baby. Throws yeah. some tantrums. He's a total Anakin. You can tell that he is an offspring of Anakin. Mm-hmm. And I was going to... Sorry to interrupt there. That's okay. He's whiny. You're really amped about your comment. I, I am, really because I was just going to mention that I I think Han and Leia, they probably didn't attend those Love and Logic classes very much because Love he really <laughs> throws these little temper tantrums and he's a grown butt man now. He is. He and he's is. still throwing... Kylo Ren, he is such an interesting bad guy, though. I mean, he's so complex. Um, a few thoughts that come to my mind. It's like, what happened at that Jedi Academy? That, to me... How was he turned? Spencer by is Snoke? the biggest... How did Snoke do it? That's the most interesting question. Even for me, personally, even above the question of what is Rey's origin? You know, who, where did she come from? What's her, what's her backstory? Why is she on Jakku? All of that. More compelling even than that is how did Ren get seduced to the dark side so no. quickly? And, but how did it happen? And how... It happened right under Luke's nose. How did it happen <laughs> right under Luke's nose in his academy? Definitely. And how did That's it happen? That's always what happens. Look at Anakin. I mean, it was trained, like... I mean, it was literally, oh, like, ten minutes into I think later. Darth Plagueis is Snoke, because Leia says, Snoke seduced ben. Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, and in the expanded universe, it says that um, Kylo... Or, no, that who? Palpatine... Kills his father, um, mm-hmm. which Snow, or Darth Plagueis puts Palpatine up to killing his father, and it's just kind of like a mirror of what's happening in this one, where Snoke is setting Kylo up to kill his father. Snoke is Darth Plagueis. Just like the Emperor was trying to set up Luke taking yeah. out Vader. Yeah, uh, and he like wouldn't this, do it. It's like the same kind of. It's the same theme that we're seeing over and over. Theme. So obviously, there was someone in that Jedi Academy that Luke trusted, who would have had access mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Ben, and he turned him. He he deceived him to think that you know what, um, your your mummy and your uncle they were they were wrong. Yeah, and they frustrated Vader, your grandpappy. They frustrated his vision. He 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 did great work, but then he had one little slip up because he couldn't off his son. And so, you know, I can't wait to find out how that all went down. Absolutely. Very exciting. Good you know, I wanted to read a, read a quote that I found from Adam Driver, who I think turns in a brilliant performance. Um, he plays Kylo Ren. He plays Kylo Ren, it, but everyone knows that who's listening to this podcast. Timmy, Sam, we know you're out there, guys. Um, so he, uh, he ta- Adam Driver was talking about you know playing this role, and uh, he says, speaking for his character that you know Darth Vader that Ren 
he says he's a fan of his work, feels that he was actually onto something, even though in Vader's final moments, where he kind of relents, that that even could be interpreted as just a moment, not to taint an entire life or career of doing good work. For Kylo Ren, it's just a moment. So I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, the four of us have been kind of geeking out this last week, reading different quotes from the actors, from the you know producers, and and J.J. Abrams, and kind of it's fun to read into those comments. But I think we get an insight into how that's going to play in, in in Episode Eight, where that's the story that he's been told is that Vader didn't turn to the good side, that that was just one moment of so-called weakness. A lapse in judgment. A lapse in judgment, and that that doesn't negate an entire life of, quote, good work, Mm -hmm. as Adam Driver says. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, it's also cool that he's... He's got the helmet there, Vader's beat-up helmet, sitting probably in Vader's ashes, and he's like, you know, I'm feeling this pull to to the light... Please show me the dark side again so I can fulfill your destiny. So it's like, who is speaking to him? Has Snoke um, deceived him by uh, having a Vader-like spirit coming to him and and teaching him about the dark side? It it, it could be because one thing I caught today when we watched it was he said, show me again. So he's speaking to Vader's helmet. Mm Mm-hmm. That's speaking to his grandfather, and he says, show me the dark side again. Side. Yeah. So are we to infer that Anakin, as a Force ghost, has actually himself tried to... to but it would not be Anakin. Side. It would be Darth Vader, because Anakin was good, and even Obi-Wan but Vader, in A New Hope says Vader killed Anakin. But Vader Anakin is, Anakin. is no, 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 They're two different they're, people. They're ben two different. Solo they're not, is not two different force ghosts. Ben Solo is entity. not Ben Solo. Anymore. But there actually wow. was talk that there would be two sides to Anakin as a force ghost if he would have been in Episode 7, The Light and the Dark, as a gray Jedi. So right, Nikki? do you think we'll see two force ghosts? I hate that idea. I don't think we will. It was going to be in Episode 7, and it wasn't. I, it will not be in the other. Ones. I just feel so like do you think we'll see one. Do you think we'll see one Force Ghost in Episode Eight of Anakin slash Vader? I don't think so. I think Vader. I like to believe in the trilogy, the four, five, and six trilogy. I like to believe that Vader chose the light. At I the think, very end. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not. I don't. I don't like the thought that Vader's gonna come back and haunt. It. I, yeah. I just think they're gonna steer away from that. He is so. probably worshiping the idea of Vader and we don't yet know exactly how they've been infiltrated but I Snoke's I got don't his think ways. He's it'll very be Vader it, it, it's not going to be Vader that would just kind of ruin it would just ruin the you greatness wanna, of yeah. Jedi that would be a bummer but I, I could see be Snoke that was the best part of the entire trilogy spirit like teacher um, teaching him pretending to be Vader's ghost and um yeah, I can see that happen. Jedi, the Force, there's always good and bad. They all have choices. Um, Ray has a choice to choose good or bad side of the Force. And I don't know that Snoke really, like, that he used someone. What if, I mean, a bunch of those Jedi that were training with Snoke chose to 
act on the dark side, act on their, choose the bad part. And, and they could sense certain feelings just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know that necessarily he like someone came and infiltrated and was like, Oh, who's this person that's influenced, you know, is Luke going to accept someone else to come in and help him train them? Is he doing it on their own? Are they choosing this? Are they, are they feeling this dark side of the force and they're, they're choosing these other things? Or is he are kind of projecting his getting own jealous thoughts of Luke? into the Vader character? Yeah, is he yeah. talking about Vader? Is he... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But you don't even know they all started on the good side or in the light because isn't he training a new generation of Jedi? Like, I feel like all the younglings and the Jedi, have they been I around? I think we know. Have the Jedi been around this whole time and they've all I, been... I think Luke was the last. Luke, he, was he was the starting last one. And and so of the Jedi. Yeah. I feel like it's not like in the old movies where they're training younglings yeah. and that's all they've ever known and they have Yoda and a Jedi Council. Like, who's to say that Ben Solo, like, he obviously had issues and, like, parent issues and... I sure. think that's an interesting thing that we talk about is for Ben, I feel like he's choosing the dark and I feel like Anakin just got like seduced into it. Like Palpatine killed everything that he had and messed with his mind and Anakin did it all out of love to save Padme. But Ben, he's just doing it out of There's something darkness. something happened Anakin. with his father. Something also I think happened with Luke. I feel like I feel like Ben or Kylo is jealous. He's very jealous of something. There's there's always something that drives the dark the dark side. He's the trying force. to prove himself. And that's why he kills his dad is to He says it doesn't matter. Something happened and you know, it'll be fun to find out, but I, I think maybe maybe a group of them, maybe some of the Jedi were jealous, didn't feel something was fair. I mean, I don't know. I don't okay, know, last but... topic. Yeah. Um That's a big one. So Ray, we're gonna we're gonna sign off with this one and before we we leave our final theory on Ray's origin, I want us all to each pick one. What was your favorite Ray moment, Ayla? Favorite Ray moment. Oh, the bad A moment is when Kylo is trying to get Luke's lightsaber to come to him in Epic. the snowy forest, so and Ray gets it. That moment just gets me. And then I love how she just seems terrified to turn it on. Like, she has no idea what the heck she's doing, but she's doing it. And Epic you could just scene. end there, because there's scene. no greater Ray moment. Spencer, well, favorite Ray moment? I'll give you one that... Give it. Not it, as it's good, almost but there. But yeah, when uh, when Kylo Ray is trying to <laughs> Kylo Ray, Kylo Ray, yeah. Kylo Ray. Daisy. Um, Who are you? Isn't her name really Daisy? Did anyway. you see the movie three times? Kylo yeah. Ren is trying to get that map out of her little yep. noggin. That, I think and you're going to she my resist. Yep. She says no. I will not give you that map. Nope. And he's shocked because he's never had that happen to him. Yep. She's got the force. And she ain't giving that map up. She ain't. And then she's able to read his mind. And boy, is he frightened. He's shocked and shalandered. <laughs> he absolutely and is. That was... She's that like, was... My you, fa- that was my favorite afraid well. because you will never be as powerful as Darth Vader. Not only was that my favorite Ray moment, but that was my favorite scene in the entire movie. was because it I was. thought it was the most compelling because... It was the first moment that you saw Kylo Ren 
with that look of just pure, just kind of an oh shiz moment where, where he thought, you know, okay, who are you? How did you just do my own trick? And then that's when he starts to realize she hasn't even started to figure the force out. And she's, and even now she's punking me in my own mind. And so now he kind of knows what he's up against. That isn't is... it? Isn't it interesting that Snoke immediately, once once Kylo tells him he wants her, and it's just you know he. I think Snoke is like, whoa, she beat you at time. your own game. I want this girl. Like I'm. I'm but maybe it's kind of know. telling about Snoke. Like he doesn't already know about her. Like, yeah, that's he, true. Like think of the past. The past villains. Vader, the Emperor, they were, they're, like, they have the Force. They, they're skilled as, I mean, I don't know. I like the idea that maybe. So maybe he isn't that, like, maybe he isn't Darth Plagueis. Maybe he doesn't have that, like, because he didn't foresee that. How did he not? Unless he knows of her, but they know that there's a girl, and he just doesn't know. There was a prophecy in regards to Anakin. Maybe there's maybe there's part of a story that we don't know in regards to something coming down the line. I don't know that anyone, it's not like magic. I don't think anyone's like, oh, Anakin Skywalker will become Darth Vader. I mean, they all have choices. That wasn't... Whatever, but there was a prophecy. Maybe there's a prophecy in regards to Ray. You know, maybe she's, I don't know, maybe she came, is coming along at the right time. And So, Nikki, what was your favorite Ray moment? Um, I loved the fight. I loved the fight at the end. I loved Just that whole she, saber yeah. battle. I loved the saber battle. I, I also just loved when she harnessed the force. And just the confidence that she instilled right after that. It was just awesome. And that was like the first. And she ruined Kylo Ren's lightsaber. I mean, he was he was completely defeated in that moment. And I just love that. Epic her. scene. Mm-hmm. Can so I good. add something about so her using the Force? One thing I liked is that she's so calm. It's like a calm and serene way that she uses the force. Like when she's telling the stormtrooper, mm-hmm. who is Daniel Craig, about it. I don't know, like Kylo, he's just so like harsh when he uses it, but she's super calm the whole time. And even then, you know, like when she's channeling the force, she just... Total antithesis of Kylo Ren. She's in control. serene using that force. No doubt, the juxtaposition of juxtaposition. Kylo Ren, who's completely out of control. Mm-hmm. He One thing can just set him off and he'll destroy ten computers with his <laughs> lightsaber, right? But Rey just seems completely in control. And uh, time, I almost want to say the Millennium Falcon scene was up there, too, with a favorite of she mine. She had so many... She just... She just has so much. She's got, I love her attitude. She's positive. A star was born, she's for sure. Daisy. smart. She's skilled. She's confident. Okay, so to wrap it up, we got to wrap it up because we're out of time. But final thing, who's Ray? Go. Make your case. Like in one second. Okay, uh, Ray is the daughter of Lucas Skywalker, the fourth. Okay. Um, here's why. Why? 
doll of the X-wing fighter pilot there on her little in her little room inside the AT AT uh, on Jakku. Okay. Um, she also puts on the fighter pilot sure. pilot helmet. Looks just like her old man Lucas Skywalker. Maybe her dad um, was a fighter. Lots of parallels to Luke, memories. right? Sure. She's um she's stuck there on Jakku. It's like a barren land, desert. She befriends this little droid. Um, just like Luke on Tatooine with True. Aunt Beru. That's a gr- you don't hear that name as much as <laughs> as much as you should. That's a beautiful name. And Uncle Owen. Vintage name. Um, Consider it. The the other thing is, you know what the, that lightsaber called out specifically to Ray. Um, you know, on that that lightsaber topic, uh-huh. when it was in the snow, Ayla's favorite Ray scene. Yes, that was kind of a mirroring scene of Luke. Of in when the snow. Luke was in the snow on Hoth, no doubt about it. Abominable. And he that was the first time that he summoned the Force. The, the a lightsaber to his hand like that, right? So it's kind mm-hmm. of a, a mirroring Absolutely. Um, not only that, is the scene Maz, is that how you say her name? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Um, she says to him, to, to Ray, that lightsaber was Luke's <laughs> and his father's before She's him. She's not Obi-Wan. And now <laughs> it calls to it calls you. to you. That, that's some of the greatest evidence. Then... When she's saying, you know, I want to get back to Jakku, to my family, she's, Ma says to Ray, whomever you're waiting for on Jakku, they're never coming back, but there's someone who still could. So you're Ray saying says, the belonging you seek is not behind you, but is ahead. So you're claiming that the belonging that she seeks needs to be a familial belonging, a bloodline belonging, and that's no. through Luke. That seems to be the way I've seen that the Force works many times is through this genetics. Um, and then the last thing I put is she's the one who makes the pilgrimage to track down Luke at the Jedi Temple. True. I mean, a, a lot of that stuff is pointing that direction. I think that's probably the most prevalent theory out there about who Rey is. That seems to be the leading theory that I've seen out there on the internet. I want to add some more to it. Sure. I don't know who she is, obviously. I honestly don't care that much. But I, and I'll probably be wrong, I also think she is either a daughter or, like, she's definitely related to Luke. Um, Even her clothes that she's wearing on Jakku look like Luke's clothes on Tatooine. Like, Mm -hmm. the white with the brown belts. And like drapey type shirts, <laughs> and um, they both grew up on, like on desert planets. They were both like orphan children. Um, I didn't see any Tupperware though in her little <laughs> Tupperware house. Like, she had tin. Yeah. She really did have some some tin. Their planets just look so similar, right? Then um, I don't know. Even, like, the speeder bike. Like, Luke rides... He drives, like, a little speeder. Mm-hmm. Like, an orange beat-up speeder. Yep. And she's driving a speeder. And it's like she's traveling along the desert. And Luke travels along the desert. And he, she's, like, this pilot. She's a driver. She, like, knows this stuff. She's... Pilot like a, handy with fixing droids. She's, like, and a tinkerer. Like, yeah. Luke's, like, a tinkerer. He, like, builds... He built... 
he fixed up 3PO, right? And yeah. I don't know. He's just Cleaning like a tinker. She just, it seems like she shares that trait. Um... <laughs> Plus, honestly, Luke, after you like, you blow up the Death Star, you take down Vader. I mean, you've come a long way from being that whiny guy who's talking about, I was going to the Hitachi station to pick up some new power converters. And like, when he's whining in the trash receptacle, sure. now he's like, he is the bomb. So, I mean, I'm just saying, he could probably get some ladies in. Things happen. <laughs> yes. Somehow it happened. I'm not going to spell it out, so, but sure, things sure. happen. And Chewy, Ray came to Chewbacca okay, okay. also I, likes I have to Luke. Cut, cut in. Chewbacca likes I have to cut her. in. You guys have made your case um, for Ray being Luke, Luke's uh, daughter. The vision. And now we need to hear a competing theory. The vision, the lightsaber, even the hug. R2-D2, there's just so much that, like, the hug between her and Leia, it's almost just like... Emma and Rose! Are we ready? What? That's kind of... What was that? Why I think that <laughs> she's not going to be Luke's daughter is that I think, I, I think that they... It's too obvious. It's too easy. And so the reason why I think that it's... A different theory, in addition to that, is a lot of mirroring scenes with another classic Star Wars character, a little guy by the name of Ben Kenobi. Mm. Okay? And so I think Ayla and I are both on the other side yeah, of the, the so camp. I think that, well, every time I watch it, which has been three times, I think something different. When you watch it, you leave. The first time I thought that she was a solo... Because Han, they just, they finish each other's sentences. She knows so much. She takes over the Millennium Falcon. He seems kind of emotional when she says she's Ray, and he invites her to be a co-pilot. Like, there were just a bunch of things that made me think that, that. But Leia shows no, like, interest in her. There's not that emotion. So I don't think that's it anymore. Like, I was talking to Nikki earlier, and we kind of... She said that it could just be that he sees a lot of himself in her, and so he felt that absence of, like, a child, and he was taking her on. Like, they both felt like that was the missing also, child and parent relationship. When Finn, like, is like, he took Ray, he took her. Yeah. Han's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just more excited to see Leia. He doesn't care. So that's not it. But I do think that it could be, like, anytime I watch Good. it, Good point. it ends, think, I think that she's a Skywalker. But... I also think that she could be, like, and maybe she's a stuff. Kenobi. I think she's a Kenobi. I think that she could be a Kenobi, and I there are several reasons. Like, one, the obvious reason is just the accent. Um, if you look, they, they have voice coaches in the movie. So, like, Finn is British, and he has a voice coach, and it says his accent is American. And, like, Ray has a voice coach, and she still has, like, her accent, but it's the same type that was Obi-Wan's um and they just have the same accent so I thought that's kind of weird that's not something she's gonna like pick up on on Jakku and when they drop her off like she still she still has it and also like she's really good at the Jedi mind trick she mm. just masters that like right away and that was Obi-Wan's like signature move classic move yeah true could do that um, the lightsaber, while we're all saying, like, oh, that's Luke's, and it was passed down, like, we have to remember that Obi-Wan had that for, like, 
20 or 30 years in True. his possession. He was the keeper of he that has. saber. So we don't know, like, did he yeah. use it? Was he just holding on to it? Like, it has almost a well a bigger connection to him than it does Luke. But obviously it was Anakin's, like, all through the beginning. So I'm not totally sold on the fact that, like, just because the lightsaber was Anakin's and then Luke's, that it has to be handed down it to another child because... pointing that way. I think even, I mean, Kylo Ren at the end says that lightsaber belongs to me. Why? Because it was Anakin's, but Luke isn't his dad. What does he have to do with Obi-Wan Kenobi? What does who have to do with Obi-Wan? No, I'm just saying that why does he think that that belongs to him? I know, I'm just saying that I don't think the lightsaber has to be passed down to, like, your child. To a blood, yeah, to the bloodline. I don't think it has to be your child, but there's going to be... Yeah, I mean, that's still his yeah. grandpa. I'm just saying, Obi-Wan had it for, like, 30 years, too. Yeah. So... Luke also had some... In Empire Strikes Back, he also, when he was training in Dagobah, had a lot of, like, visions, too. And he was, like, training and stuff. And so does Rey. And Rey's vision shows a lot of her path and Luke's path. It, like, shows Luke. It shows what's going on in Luke's life. It shows Luke touching, talking to R2-D2. It shows Luke's experience in the Death Star or on the moon city. Cloud like city. Cloud City. That's Luke's experience. That's not Ray's experience. That was Luke's experience. Like, it just shows a lot of... it. I feel like the vision is a culminating factor into maybe a background of who Ray is. And it's Ray and Luke. A lot of the actual physical stuff that's happening inside the vision. I'm going to throw in my two cents. These are my two other reasons. I'm that not Ayla... done with my reasons. So I'm saying when you're done, I'll finish. No, go ahead. No, say yours. The, the, maybe they're the same ones. Go ahead. Oh, just... Okay, so um, I mean Obi-Wan, like old Obi-Wan and new Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor and... Um, Alec Guinness, like their voices are both in Ray's vision, where it says, Ray, these are your first steps. So, I don't know. I think that because they're both dead, right? Yoda's in there too. Luke's not. He's not dead. Yeah. Um, and, well, you can say yours, Conrad. So here's, here's what I'm going to drop on you. The final, not the final, but the most epic scene of Revenge of the Sith, we have Kenobi battling it out with the young hothead who just just become Vader, who was only Anakin just about an hour before that, right? He's just become Vader. And what happens? He gets his butt kicked into the lava, okay? I saw a very... Very similar scene, although it was not in lava, it was out in the woods in the snow. And I think that is a delicious bit of mirroring going on where you have what could be a Kenobi kicking butt on Anakin's uh, grandson in the same way. And she basically leaves him for dead. For all she knows when she leaves that planet is she just owned that guy and he died. I mean, she she punked him. She knows he didn't she die. She punked though. him. Uh, we don't know. It's in the screenplay. It talks about how she apparently, or the writing, 
talks about how she was starting to feel the dark side of the force in that moment. She didn't finish him off because she was feeling like, I don't know, that was... Yeah, but the planet was collapsing too, so she might have thought that he ended up dying. Just, I'm just saying it's a very similar scene. Yeah. Um, And I think that when Kenobi left Anakin, he, he thought that he, that Vader was dead. I mean, you can't tell me I'm wrong on that. I mean, he was fading into the lava. So that was a very interesting scene. And then my second reason was I thought from a storytelling standpoint, for me as the viewer, I think it would be more interesting story-wise if in episode eight you have Skywalker training Kenobi. And in the other movies, it's obviously reversed. It's flipped. So I just thought from a, a storytelling vehicle standpoint that was I think that's more interesting to have him kind of showing Kenobi hey this is what your grandfather taught me and now I'm going to teach it to you and then some it would be cool so I just I kind of like the idea of her being Kenobi better also I just think it's going to be weird if it's if that's her dad I just don't feel like Luke gave her a very fatherly reaction and that's my final reason I don't think that Luke Gave her a fatherly reaction. I think he was just staring at the lightsaber. He's just like, is that my old saber? No. That's what if he you was looking seen at. Someone in years and years and years. Are you just gonna like? Who knows what Luke's been doing? I just I don't know that his reaction is the one tell all that's like you're not. They're not daughters. He, that's not his daughter because he didn't react a certain way. Neither do I. I don't think any one reason is enough to convince me of anything. I just think there's more Kenobi in... And and the fact that I think the consensus is that she's Luke's daughter. And by the way, I just want to throw this out there. This is my sign-off. I heard that up until October 15th, mind you, The Force Awakens was released on December uh, 17th. J.J. Abrams was making critical decisions to the movie to the point where even some of the actors were like, I don't know how this is going to look in the final cut. I don't know how they're going to play this in the final cut. Where did you hear Uh, that? Where did I hear it? On the internet web. Oh, that was Snoke. Yep, that Andy Serkis didn't, didn't know what his that, character was going to come off as. And that some people were saying that Snoke was going to be a female character, but it was saying that even, like, two months before the release, they hadn't finalized what Snoke looked like, what he was, that was just done, like, right before. So, so what? that kind of throws yeah. off some of the theories of, like, who he could be. So what's cool, what's cool about that to me, guys, is that I think that uh, Rhea and Johnson and the gang, they have like a year and a half to complete this project for episode eight, and you know that they're reading all the theories too. Well, they've already and, written the script. Yeah, but my point is that they changed the script it. even up until the last minute, and I think that there's enough evidence for both cases, Kenobi or Skywalker, that I bet you they could take either pick and go with what they wanted. So... They've given us a lot to talk about. So we're going to sign off, I think, on our first podcast. Anybody have any parting words? Nope. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time.
We're just going to get down to some Victory Celebration Ewok music on our way out of here. Can someone pass me a Stormtrooper helmet? I want to play a little play a little drum beat on it. Sure. Jabba's hood. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Timmy.